I'm Andrew Wilton. And I'm Carol Lawless. And welcome to Seven Questions Peterborough. Kim is the longtime executive director of PARN, which stands for your Community AIDS Resource Network. I'm excited to have Kim come and join us today because she's not just concerned about people living with HIV. She's concerned about uh, our marginalized people in Peterborough. And she's also thinks a lot about how to make our community a better place. And that's something that we like to do on this show is shine a light on people that are doing great things and that are trying to make Peterborough the wonderful place it is to live. Mm. And well, here, here she, she comes. Welcome, Kim, to Seven Questions Peterborough. It's great to see you. Thank you. So the first question is, what is a photo you took that always brings you warm memories? Mm -hmm. I loved thinking about this question a bit. Um, and there was a picture that Les posted, my sister posted recently, of the three of us in Jasper that's fun, but it, I didn't take it. So the photo that brings me warm memories, or maybe happy memories, Outside of Jasper, Alberta is uh, a river, the Snaring River. There's a campground there, and it's fed by glacier streams. And I've spent time there sitting on rocks, meditating. And so one day I was there meditating, sitting on the side of the river, and the mountain that I could see right ahead of me is, I think it's called Reading Mountain, because mm -hmm. it looks like an open book. And so this memory of um, sitting on a rock and being aware that the water rushing by me was millennial old. And it helps me ponder my own insignificance. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's interesting, the connections to the earth that become a really good memory. Mm, um, yes. I, I had a similar experience when Sylvia and I went and lived in Saskatchewan for a year. And I grew up in Toronto, and I remember sitting on the edge of the coulee thinking, I don't see any humans. I just see this beautiful coulee down to this beautiful lake, and mm. and just that memory of the beauty of, mm. of those places we are blessed in Canada with yeah. such beauty everywhere we go. That's a very literary, too, memory. Mm. It sounds like something... I, you'd read in a Marian Marian Williamson poem or something like it's oh, just um, yeah. yeah very beautiful. I think it's so important these days, especially to feel connected to Earth, and uh, have some trust that in the abundance that is present, and to slow down in our busy mm. time. Yeah. Well, question number two: talk about as we keep going, moving right through this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll slow down. <laughs> Who is a local hero of yours? You know, so many people. 
I'm going to talk about uh, a volunteer, uh, a fellow who volunteers at Parn. His name is Barry. Uh, Barry has volunteered at Parn for many years, has volunteered at many organizations for many years. Uh, he lives on a fixed income. His life changed very dramatically a number of years ago when something happened to him that was outside of his control. And he is constantly giving back to the community. And he has volunteered at, at Kawartha Food Share and uh, I don't know, so many of the organizations downtown, and I just think he's giving and and eager and excited all the time. Hmm. Those selfless people are just uh, a, a gem that we have in Peterborough. Mm. There's so many people that, that give their time. Because mm -hmm. we have so many agencies that rely mm -hmm. on volunteers. I just think about within a stone's throw practically of, of my home I could I could reach several agencies that are mm -hmm. supporting the needs in Peterborough. Mm -hmm. I mean both of you sitting here are supporting supporting mm -hmm. our people in Peterborough. Um, it's interesting though that he had something happen to him, mm -hmm. you know, and it changed his life. Yeah. So he it's that empathy, right? Mm -hmm. And a, that understanding and when you have a mm -hmm. volunteer that brings that mm -hmm. It's it, it's such a rich experience for, mm -hmm. I think, you're doing the work, you know, but for someone who's just doing it because they want to help, they want yeah. to be a part of your work. That's really mm -hmm. incredible. There's something as well, I think, about the importance of uh, connection and relationship and having meaning and purpose in one's life. And there's... Um, you know, I've always thought of Peterborough as having a strongly beating social justice heart. Mm. And it starts for me with the downtown where many of our agencies are. Um, and that, so that connection to community, you know, I, and for people to be able to say, I belong here, I'm welcome here. Mm -hmm. Even Absolutely. when life has been difficult, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's big. Yeah, it's huge for people. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Carol, you're number three. Well, speaking of... I'm, going to say the downtown, but I, I shouldn't preempt the answer to the question, but on a Friday, like today, where would you want to go for a quick meal? Mm -hmm. So on Friday, so I teach at Fulling College and, mm. you know, because I'm not busy enough. Um, and this semester I've ended up with three seminar classes on Fridays. And I now have this opportunity, I realized at the beginning of the semester, I go to Fulford's, Fleming's, um, culinary right. restaurant. Okay, oh. yeah. And on Fridays, they have a uh, buffet lunch, all you can eat. And it, it was beautiful. It's beautiful. So and is it something that, that the general public could go to? Or yes. Oh. oh, really? Yeah. Okay. They, so they have many, um, many opportunities. Uh, Wednesdays, I think they have a seven-course meal, and um, it's a little pricier. But the Friday buffet is, I think, $15. Hmm. Um, the students are so proud. They always have vegetarian options. There's typically uh, an omelet bar and uh, sometimes a risotto bar or noodles. Um, today they had, I was there with uh, Spencer Harrison actually. Oh, cool. Uh, came up from Toronto and uh, stopped by. We had lunch together. They had lamb shanks and um, salad nassoise with beautiful scallops and seared tuna um, and little fried polenta. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's spectacular. So wh where is it located in the building? 
So you and you can park for free. So they throw in the parking for this. So you nice. Park closest to the entrance. Go through the main uh, lobby into the foyer. Mm -hmm. It's up on the third floor in A wing, but they can point you in the right direction. And it's called Fulfords. Fulfords. So That's we're gonna take great... the show to Fulfords the day of the all-you-can-eat buffet. I think we need to go there. We won't need to eat all weekend. We yeah. can just go on a Friday. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Come on. So it's their culinary students that are doing this. It is. Yeah. And, and they're, they're students from all over the world. Um, they have all of that great stuff. Always salads, always some hot stuff. Uh, meat and vegetarian options. And uh, fresh baked breads, different kinds. And a dessert bar. With oh beautiful goodness. pastries and cakes. and. I'm yeah. so glad you brought this one up. Because <laughs> every... every um, Peterborough podcast we've had so far, uh, people have mentioned great places, and I, I think I've been to them all. Mm. Um, it is a small town, but to mention one that I've never heard of, and I'm thinking, as a teacher, it's very difficult for me to, to get away during the day, mm. but uh, is it open on weekends? No. Okay. Wednesday so evenings Sundays for maybe. dinner. Uh, so, um, summers. Yeah. I'd have to find out. Yeah, find out. Kim? What's new in your life that you'd like to share with us? Mm. So many things. You know, I've been thinking a lot about politics and creating communities of welcome and Peterborough with this, what I believe to be a strongly beating social justice heart. And I feel concerned with our political environments and it feels like things are, there's a level of fear concern, you know, what I would like to do, it's a little challenge perhaps to many people in Peterborough, but I, I have a passion for moving forward uh, intentional creation of a welcoming community, especially in the downtown area, where we welcome all people and using the social determinants of health and the World Health Organization's idea of uh, creating equity and welcome for the places that people uh, live, work, play, study, and love. Mm -hmm. So I wonder what it might look like if we created uh, a community manifesto of welcome and worked together to create intentional community at a time that's feeling hard. So that's new for me. And what's driving that for you? You've been thinking about it for a while, but... Yeah. It, it's our current political environments where... It feels that there's a lot of fear-mongering. Mm -hmm. And I think we live, we live in a world of such abundance. And to be sending out messages of scarcity and that there isn't enough and that there are some people that we should blame for that or that there are people in our communities that we should erase and render invisible, um, that's not the kind of community that I imagine living in. I think we're better than that. I, re I really love that vision and I think I, I sometimes say to people in disparity um, I wish we had a sort of a vision for Peterborough sometimes I've thought our politicians haven't come with a vision and that is a beautiful vision it reminds me of those and I'm trying to remember what the cities are called in the United States where they are uh, trying to ignore the the laws around immigration and being welcoming cities. Mm. Um, I'm trying to remember what they, they call that. And I think, what a, a statement that would be 
to the whole world about Peterborough, who, mm-hmm. who we are. Yes. It define it would define us as a people here. Yes. I think we see it though in, in we, do. we do, right? Like we I would certainly say my experience working at the New Canadian Centre yes. and seeing the mass of volunteers mm-hmm. who wanted to help welcome Syrian families in crisis mm-hmm. and continue mm-hmm. to volunteer their time, right? Mm-hmm. And we kind of say at the New Canadian Centre, everybody welcome. Yes. Everybody welcome. When they were I was trying to get in on the C B C on the phone and when they were asking what your license plate should be for Ontario and I said it should be everybody welcome. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that we, I would say, I'm on board. Mm-hmm. If you need me, I'm here. Excellent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, and you're right, Carol, that there are many, many, many pockets. And, and we connect with people who have similar feelings or values or visions for Peterborough. What we hear about sometimes are are the other things. You know, our, our DBIA is currently establishing their five-year plan. Um, One of their concerns is about safety or perceptions of safety in the downtown area. I was a downtown, I I hung out downtown when I was a teenager. I, you know, didn't make the best choices for a few years. I feel no less safe downtown Peterborough now than I did then. Mm -hmm. It was a dangerous place then. Mm -hmm. Um, It feels less like that now. And I, so I, I think that being intentional in, in speaking about it and having something that we can identify as a shared value or a shared goal. There's a Resurgence magazine, um, had an article a couple of years ago, and The Guardian carried articles as well about a community in England, uh, from, F-R-O-M-E. And they, com- they had a compassionate from initiative that was started by a local doctor. And I think this is what also inspired me to think, ah, we could do this. So they've created spaces where people in the community who are lonely or marginalized or don't feel welcome or looking for feelings or a sense of meaning, purpose, and connection, uh, where people can go and, I don't know, restaurants, coffee shops, whatever. As they rolled out this initiative in various places, they were also tracking emergency department admissions. Mm. And in the first year, those admissions went down significantly, Mm. while um, other areas in England, similar size, were seeing significant increases. And I I think we could be inspired by Mm. models like that and Mm -hmm. and the ones that you were speaking about in the US. Our next question is (laughs) totally different from our serious topics. Okay, good. (laughs) Number five. What is something you bought then immediately regretted buying? Oh, goodness. <laughs> yes. We all have those things. I, I like buying um, things off Kijiji. Mm. Uh, so I, I like keeping things out of landfill. I also like that things have off-gassed before I get them. Uh, I had moved last fall and my kitchen's a bit smaller than I, than I have been accustomed to, even though I downsized. So I was looking for a cabinet of some sort, and I found one on Kijiji that looked good. <laughs> Purchased it. It was, I think it was a microwave stand. It looked good in the picture, and it, you know, you look at something really quickly, but you're in someone's home, and so they loaded it in my vehicle, and I got it home, and uh, it was in such bad shape. Three weeks later, I took it to the dump. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just paid someone $60 to, to take, take their thing to the dump. <laughs> yeah, I regretted that one. <laughs> oh, I remember my dad was notorious for terrible gifts. And my mom was not <laughs> pleased when his romantic Christmas gift was a set of vice grips for the, for the toolbox. <laughs> I think she wanted to use those for something else. For him. Time, yes. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> yeah, oh my goodness. And that leads us to a different question, all about spending and buying. Mm. Number six, where would you go to spend around under $50 right now in town? Such a good question. Um, so nothing, nothing urgent right now, but you know, I heard this... Uh, piece on the news the other day actually one of my board members had shared brother's pizza downtown oh right the customer who found you know where they responded to a woman's request for a slice of pizza um so i left a meeting and i went down to brother's pizza and um and gave the money for four slices of pizza and asked them to do a pay it forward Mm. so they have a jar now and they'll take money to pay it oh. forward for people downtown. So this woman came in and she was marginalized. Yeah, I heard this Did you story. read? Yeah, so mm. she was marginalized and said, "I'm really sorry for bothering you, but could I have?" And they were like, "No problem." Yeah. And you she know? asked for um, an old piece. Like, do you have yeah. like something that you were gonna throw, throw out? out? And they were like, "No, we'll make you. We'll sit down and we'll we'll give you a nice slice, a fresh slice of pizza." Yeah. And it kind of got shared on social yeah. media, and people were like. God bless that pizza place, yeah. you know, yeah. and it's yeah. true, right? And they're newcomers, those two brothers. Yeah. And, I think uh, they were kids at uh, one of my schools at Prince of Wales. Uh, I was told that they were kids there when I was teaching there, and now they're opening, that they were new to Canada, and they've opened that uh, pizza place. And Right, and it's great food, and they have gluten-free crust. Are there, I wonder if there's other places that will do that pay it for, because I think that's such a beautiful idea. Yes. I, I bet anybody, any... You'd think any place would do that, but mm-hmm. it now makes me think. And it's generous of them to do that. Yeah. And I think that for me, you know, I, I can contribute to that. Sure. I, I was going to say that's a really, it's an easy way yeah. to make a big impact, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm here with Fahim Mohammed. Saleh in downtown Peterborough at Brothers Pizza and we're just talking about how Fahim has been um, paying it forward by offering people a slice of pizza if they are hungry or in need of a place to come in and and stop in for a bit and maybe you could just share Fahim um, why you wanted to do that. Uh, well, I've been here 17 years, so this is my community, and I would love to help as much as I can the people of my community. If, if I see anything I can do for them, a slice of pizza or anything they want, I'm always here for them. And just because we were like back in the days, we were struggling. We had our struggles too, for sure, coming from Afghanistan here. So... I know exactly how it is, how tough it can be life sometimes, but I try to do as much as I can, help them as much as I can. 
That's awesome. And uh, you've been here for, for 17 years in Peterborough? Yes, correct. 17 years. Since uh, October 8, 2002, that's when we came straight from Afghanistan into Toronto, then Peterborough. Awesome. And what, uh, what's the favorite slice of pizza here, would you say? What's the most popular? I would say everything goes pretty well. My favorite one is the Greek one, uh, Greek pizza which is a vegetarian, uh, but our most common one that we sell, I would say it's like pepperoni, Hawaiian, and meat lovers. Basically everything goes well. Do you have any special secret that uh, makes your pizza so good? I would say the dough, for sure. We make the dough here, it's homemade dough. Pizza sauces, we make it fresh, it's homemade pizza sauce. So it does make a difference when it's the dough and the pizza sauce, you do it yourself. That's great, Fahim. Thanks so much for taking time to talk to me today. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. See you. Here we are. Here we are. We're at number seven already, Kim. It's Whip and Buy. This is what happens. This is what happens. Okay. So, tell me, why is the Taste for Life fundraising dinner, which is Mm. coming up May 1, Mm -hmm. which is a Wednesday night, and why do why would you say it is so important for our community? Mm. A few reasons. So you know, obviously, it's a fundraiser for Parn. Um, that's been important. We know that for nonprofit organizations, um, fundraising is more difficult, and government funding. You know, I I like the accountability uh, with government funding as a taxpayer. It makes me feel good, and it's more difficult as we have growing needs in our community. Um, some of Parn's programs aren't, are, actually aren't funded, so it, it's primarily, or parts of them aren't funded, so we need the fundraising revenue really supports us to create community and support especially uh, youth who are exploring their own identities. That's one part of it. This, because Taste for Life for me is a, a triple win, a win-win-win, so it's a win for Parn, it's a win for the restaurants because what we, what we promise is that we will provide, you know, a one and a half turn, maybe two turns in their restaurant on a, on a day of the week, a Wednesday, that's typically a bit slower. They appreciate that. It, um, and we provide advertising and promotion through uh, the radio, through checks, print media, social media. There's a win for them. There's also a win, I think, for, for participants in this shared sense of community. That when, when you go to a restaurant and you know that everybody else there is there for the same purpose and people are wearing their red ribbons over their hearts. And that sense of, um, so you're, Carol, you're going to Rare. Yeah, I'm going with, to Rare. With Ellen Barber. Uh, and when I, I try to get out to all the restaurants on that night and I'm struck by this sense of... Um, like a kind of a large chaotic family gathering uh, where um, people are talking and, and there's a lot of conversation happening. And then you go out in the street and you see other people with red ribbons and you're like, oh, you weren't at the restaurant I was at, but you're supporting this too. And there's something kind of like networking that, that happens where we realize that we have things in common with others. Hmm. Yeah. So the event happens across Canada, all on the same day. Oh, so I didn't realize that. It started with uh, a colleague organization in, in Ottawa um, and is 
kind of run by the Snowy Owl Foundation that has been providing uh, support to a hospice in, in, uh, in Ottawa. And then they decided to share it with the rest of us because it was so successful. So it's, it's all over Ontario and there are places in BC and Alberta. And for me, the, the other part is this sense of, this is a national movement that every, there are people across Canada going out, sharing food, supporting their community for the same cause. Well, Kim, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. What a pleasure to see both of, of you. Oh, you too, Kim. You. Really nice ideas. to see you. Thank yeah. you for sharing all of your great stuff that's going on with you. You'll be hearing from me. Awesome. Yeah. Carol, I really enjoyed talking with Kim because she made me think of things differently about Peterborough. And what I really especially enjoyed was her idea of a manifest declaring that our city is a welcoming city to anyone who wants to come and live here and, and give back to our community. Yeah, it's really special. And I loved how she talked about the importance of the PARN, the Taste for Life dinner, and how it's a triple win for our community. Mm -hmm. Kim is all about community, so it was great to talk to her. It is, and, and to our listening friends uh, of our community, please go to ptbo.ca because there you will find a link that will give you more information about Kim and uh, all our other podcasts. And I'm hoping that you're finding us on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and listening to all our other episodes. Thanks, Thanks for, for joining, joining us. us.